You're listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast with Dr. Cameron Marshall. Ask Concussion Doc is a show where we answer your questions about concussions, treatment, and rehabilitation to help practitioners better manage these injuries. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ask Concussion Doc, episode number 101. This episode is called Ditch the Blue Blockers, and this is referring to blue blocking tint on your eyewear, specifically in your daytime eyewear. I see this with a lot of concussion patients, particularly those with post-concussion syndrome, otherwise known as persistent concussion symptoms, that get blue filters put onto their eyewear um, in an effort to uh, deal with light sensitivity issues and screens and things like that. The problem with this is that it does things and affects how our sleep-wake cycle works. And I'm going to explain this today. So when I say ditch the blue blockers, I mean not really because there's blue blocking technology that can be helpful, but it's all about the timing. So my bet is that the majority of patients out there are probably using these uh, in an incorrect way. So let's talk first about blue light and what it actually is. Blue light is important for us. It is part of the spectrum of visible light. Um, blue light helps to regulate our circadian rhythms, like I said, which is our body's natural sleep and wake cycle. Uh, visible light goes from the spectrum of being violet or purple light up to blue light, then green, then yellow, then into kind of more of the red spectrum. And the visible spectrum is anywhere between kind of 350 to around 800 nanometers. Um, and the blue light is from about 380 to 500. So it's a little bit uh, longer wavelength than violet light and definitely than ultraviolet light. Ultraviolet light has the most energy to it. It is invisible to the naked eye, but that is what gives us sunburns and if you're exposed for too long, skin cancer. But it is also healthy for us as well because it helps our bodies to synthesize vitamin D. So having some exposure to ultraviolet light is important to us to be able to synthesize vitamin D and it keeps us healthy. This is the same as blue light. Blue light uh, is helpful for us, but too much of it can be potentially harmful. It can lead to things like cataracts and, and, and damage to the eyes, but um, it's not something that should be completely avoided because it does serve a purpose. Another fun fact, people sometimes will ask, why is the sky blue? And the reason is because of blue light. Uh, blue light, because the short wavelength spectrums tend to scatter more, and that shows a blue color in the sky um, from the sunlight being reflected. So it is that is the reason why the sky is blue. So now you know. So why is blue light good? Blue light hitting our eyes is quite important. It is part of light that is emitted from the sun. It tells our brains that it is daytime. It boosts our attention. It boosts our reaction times and it boosts our mood and lowers depression. This is one of the reasons behind seasonal affective disorder because when you are not getting sufficient sunlight throughout the day, uh, it tends to increase things like depression, um, and that is one of, the, one of the reasons why. So the most important aspect of blue light and why it's important is its relation to sleep. Wearing blue blocking glasses is good in the evening, and not during the day, especially first thing in the morning. 
because your body's circadian rhythm, which is your sleep and wake cycle, which tells your brain it's kind of a sequence of hormones, and I'm going to talk about circadian rhythms and how they work, but in the morning, first thing in the morning, if you were a, you know, caveman type that, you know, didn't have artificial light or even as little as 150 years ago, you would be waking up with the sun and kind of going to bed after it got dark. And that natural fluctuation would tell your brain when to go to sleep. Now with the artificial lights that we have, the screens that we have, the constant bombardment of uh, screens and technologies and artificial lights kind of messes with this thing. So this actual sequence becomes a little bit altered and affected, which affects our sleep. So blue light blocking is good in the evening, not so good at night. So let's talk about circadian rhythms. So circadian rhythms is, like I said, our sleep-wake cycle is a series of processes and hormones that are released at different times throughout the 24-hour sleep-wake cycle. So throughout the day, we burn energy. Energy is a molecule called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. So as we burn off this ATP, what happens is we actually increase the amount of adenosine within our systems and within our bloodstreams. As you get a higher and higher buildup of adenosine throughout the day, this creates what's called sleep debt and you begin to feel fatigued. And that is your body's way of saying, okay, I need to sleep. And actually the reason why caffeine helps to keep people awake is that it binds to adenosine receptors and prevents adenosine from being recognized in the system. So it's an artificial way to tell our brains that we don't have any adenosine and that we're actually you know, ready to go. But this is artificial. So actually throughout the day, your body is building up adenosine. Um, this is also why you shouldn't be having caffeine after about noon because caffeine in the afternoon will impair your sleep because of its ability to bind to adenosine or receptors quite tightly. So as you go to sleep, then your adenosine levels drop back down and you're ready to start the day the next day. Um, another thing is throughout the day, we build up inflammatory markers. So um, as we you know, do our things, you're getting immune cells that are fluctuating, you're getting a buildup of kind of this inflammatory response throughout the day. As you sleep, especially when you get into deep, slow wave sleep, you clear out that inflammation. So for the next morning, you can wake up refreshed, but you have to get into that deep sleep. So people that aren't getting into that deep, slow wave sleep, so this might be something like sleep apnea or even having exposure to blue light at night can prevent you from getting into the deep sleep. So some people may say, well, I'm getting my eight hours and they think that that's all it is. It's not necessarily about just sleep time, right? Sleep time is important, but you also need to be getting enough of each uh, kind of range of sleep and deep sleep is one that's often affected by things like alcohol, blue light exposure, late night exercise, late night caffeine, or even late afternoon caffeine. All of these things can prevent us from getting into a deep sleep. Now, when we look at concussion, concussion has inflammation. There's brain inflammation going on and this can make us feel foggy, fatigued, uh, have trouble with cognitive issues, difficulty concentrating, all of these things. And if we are not getting that deep sleep, we're not able to clear that inflammation properly and we get this buildup that, that continues to occur. So this is extremely important for us to be able to get into the deep sleep. And having exposure to blue light in the evenings can prevent us from getting into a deep sleep, just as all those other things um, can. So you have to be concerned about that. Don't just look at this as being like, I get my eight hours and I'm fine. It should be, I need to get a quality eight hours. So. Think about it that way. 
Another compound hormone that is released is melatonin. This is one that people are familiar with for the most part because people take exogenous melatonin in order to help them uh, and it's as a sleep aid. But your body actually produces melatonin on its own and it's produced by a part of the brain called the pineal gland and the pineal gland releases melatonin in response to darkness. So when things get dark, your body tell or your your eyes tell your brain to release melatonin. Melatonin helps to onset sleep. That's what helps you to fall asleep. So again, throughout the day, when it's light outside and you're being exposed to blue light waves, this is particularly sensitive to the blue wavelength spectrum. This is why blue light is actually important for us because it tells our brains that it's daytime and we should be suppressing melatonin production. But if you have blue filters on your glasses, it's not telling your brain that it's daytime. So then you get a little bit of confusion going on. You're still gonna obviously have light hitting your retina, which is going to help and tell your brain that it's daytime, but that blue wavelength is actually important for that. So I've actually stopped wearing sunglasses outside early first thing in the morning to allow that blue light, because this is the most important first thing in the morning to tell your brain, hey, it's time to wake up, it's daytime now. So that sets the, the wake time, which then will help you to set the uh, sleep time as well. So it's important to get light early in the morning. This can be regular sunlight or you can even have blue light or even artificial blue light. Um, there's things called the happy light which I have right here that I'll talk about but um, light exposure first thing in the morning is important and throughout the day to continue to tell your brain that it's daytime. However, once the sun goes down we need to be looking at things a little bit differently. So all of these processes happen, all of these hormones fluctuate in an area of the brain called the hypothalamus, which is a regulation center for a whole bunch of different things, such as body temperature, hunger, thirst, etc., cetera, uh, and sleep being one of them. The area of the hypothalamus is called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, uh, and it is influenced, like I said, by light hitting the eyes, and these processes are particularly sensitive to blue light. So here we go. Let's go through a full kind of sleep cycle. So for a proper sleep wake cycle, we are essentially meant to track the sun. If you think about this from a historic evolutionary perspective, our brains have been evolving for 200, you know, thousand years or so. And for us to now all of a sudden have an introduction to technology within the past, you know, hundred years, it really throws a wrench into our biology and what we're actually meant to do. So in a normal, you know, human pre-technology, basically what was supposed to happen is when the sun comes up, the light hits our eyes, blue spectrum light stimulates these photosensitive ganglion cells inside our retina, and these photosensitive cells project onto the retinohypothalamic tract to the suprachiasmatic nucleus of the hypothalamus, and this suppresses melatonin which tells our body, stop making melatonin, it's time to get up. And this combined with a boost of cortisol, which is actually a stress hormone, but it tells our, our bodies that it's morning time and it's time to be alert. Cortisol drops throughout the day, which is why if you have something stressful that happens at, in the evening, you have trouble sleeping because cortisol suppresses sleep as well. So stress in your day will prevent sleep as well. So cortisol spikes in the morning to kind of make you alert but then throughout the day it should decline. And so if we have stressful things happening in our evenings, watching you know crazy stressful movies or things like that, you'll notice that your cortisol levels are up and you're gonna have some difficulty sleeping. So that's another one to consider. So then throughout the day, blue light is hitting our retina, telling our brain to be alert, it elevates our mood, it increases our energy production. As the sun starts to set, 
the blue wavelength part of the light gradually dims down. You notice how the sky gets orange and red and goes through all these colors. So we're left with the yellow dim you know, uh, red sky and then that starts our brain producing melatonin because we're not having that blue light exposure. Because of our adenosine stores we've built up through the day and all the work we've done and exercise we've done, our adenosine builds up, tells us that we're tired, our melatonin going up as well puts us to sleep. Okay, and then the cycle continues. So then we go to sleep, we clear all that stuff out, cortisol levels rise into the morning, melatonin hits the sun and it drops and then we're awake and then we just kind of keep doing that, okay? So artificial light, however, like I said, will affect this and make things you know difficult. So what, what you should be doing is actually starting to kind of dim the lights in your house. If you have dimmer switches, that can be quite helpful, especially some of these, these LED type pot lights, they tend to be a little bit more on the blue side. So one thing I try to tell my patients to do is to get more kind of like a yellow light. For those that saw my story last night, the lights in our bedroom are actually red. This allows us to sit there and read a book and it doesn't actually uh, impact that as much. Uh, and we also wear blue blocking glasses so that if we do have to do something on the screens or if we do want to watch something uh, on TV, we can do that without affecting uh, that. So like I said, 200,000 year old brain having to deal with technology that's, you know, if you think about like smartphones, computers and TVs and things like that, like you're talking only the past, you know, 50 or so years. Um, and then even before that, even if you think about just light bulbs, light bulbs didn't become commonplace until, you know, like the late 1800s. So you're still only looking at, you know, 120 years of use. And these were mostly these, you know, Edison style bulbs, not these LED, you know, blue light related bulbs. So I think that we're, we're messing with our system, um, by having this type of light and exposure in our, in our, um, in, in our in our houses in our lives so all of this stuff results in poor sleep quality and so basically what you should do about it like I said first thing in the morning you should try to get outside with no sunglasses on and you should be kind of sitting facing towards the sun don't stare right at it but just face in the general direction so that sunlight can hit your eyes first thing in the morning and that will tell your brain that it is daytime throughout the day you should be getting regular exposure to direct sunlight and again not staring at the sun but just being outside in the sun if it's winter time and you don't have sun first thing in the morning what you can do is there's these lights that you can buy this is mine it's called a happy light it's not a blue light but there's blue in the spectrum this is supposed to be a full spectrum light it's about 50 bucks or so and um um, I do that in the morning. You're supposed to do it for about 30 minutes and there's actually research on this for patients with persistent concussion symptoms. So the research on this, there's a study that was done just this past year and the study is going to be shown on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube, but it's daily morning blue light therapy improves daytime sleepiness, sleep quality and quality of life following mild traumatic brain injury. Uh, this was Adam Rakes and this was in the Journal of Head Trauma Rehabilitation and was published in 2020. And this was a placebo controlled trial where they actually compared blue light exposure to amber light exposure first thing in the morning. So first thing in the morning when people woke up, they would put the light on and they would have it at a 45 degree angle to their eyes. So if they're sitting there doing something, they would put it on a 45 degree angle so they're not staring directly at it. And the light would be either amber or blue. And they would do this for 30 minutes, first thing in the morning, within two hours of waking up. And what they found was those that were using the blue light had a reduction in daytime sleepiness, 
had a reduction in depression. Uh, it lowered their concussion symptoms overall. Um, it increased their sleep time by up to an hour. So they got an hour more sleep in the night. And it also phase shifted their sleep cycle. So what that means is that they were getting up earlier in the morning and they were going to bed earlier um, uh, at, at night. So it was super, super helpful for them. I recommend this to a lot of my patients that are having sleep difficulties. It's probably because they are doing things like you know, preventing exposure to light during the day. Light is important. If we don't have that exposure to light, our brain doesn't know what time it is. So it can't set up a good solid schedule to actually have a good solid quality sleep. So it's super, super important. Um, when the sun goes down, some other things you can do. So like I said, exposure to light first thing in the morning. As the sun starts to go down, what you should be doing is dimming all the lights in your house to kind of coincide with that. Getting rid of kind of those LED blue style lights, but going more for, uh, you know, the Edison style bulbs, the orange bulbs, um, you know, the red lights in, in various rooms, things like that. Um, and also wearing blue blocking glasses so that you can actually block out any, you know, extra blue light that may be present. And that will, you'll start to feel really tired. And it's actually insane when I start wearing these glasses, you start to really feel fatigued uh, after you put them on. So it's a big difference and you sleep, sleep much, much better. Um, and also the next thing is go to bed early. I find that a lot of people will just kind of sit up and do, you know, well, they just kind of they either they can't sleep or they, they try to stay up a little bit later and you'll find that there's a window that actually works best. I'm in bed every night by about 9.30. So, and that that's like my window. If I miss my window, it's trouble, but I'm in bed every night by like between 9.30 and 10 sleeping. So go to bed early. It will really be helpful for getting good quality sleep. Now, some questions I've already seen come in. Here's some common ones that we get. People will say, yeah, but I'm super sensitive to screens, so don't my blue blocking glasses help me with that? Or I'm really sensitive to light and I need the blue blockers to help me filter out that blue light because I feel that that is most sensitive to me. Well, a couple things. There's a few things that you can do. One, and it's if it's just on screens and if your concern is screens, there's things you can do on your screen. There's a program called F.Lux and I actually have it on my screen here and you can set your screen to actually reduce the amount of blue light coming out of your screen. So you can turn your screen completely red and orange and all sorts of things to prevent that blue light. But at least then you're not, you're not getting rid of all the other light exposure that's actually beneficial for you. If you're wearing blue light blocking glasses all day long, just because you need it for screens, that's going to be problematic because you're preventing some of that good stuff. And I know that you're, you're, you're helping yourself with the screens, but you are preventing some of the good stuff that you do need. So another option is to only wear the blue blockers when you're working on the computer and then at all other times, switch them out because you do, like I said, need exposure to that. So computer programs, look it up. Also light sensitivity or screen sensitivity for a lot of times, it's not the blue light. People, people tend to think it's the blue light but a lot of um, thought now is going around the actual refresh rate of screens. So what you don't realize is that your screen is actually flickering. It's a light that's flashing at you, you know, uh, a bunch of times every second. You know, a 60 hertz I think is going 60 times a second. So because of that, 
you're the, the, that, that's the stimulation that's bothering you. So even people will say, even if I dim my screen sometimes, it still bothers me. That's because of that flickering and flashing type of thing. So there's things you can do. There's a technology called Iris Technologies. They make a separate monitor that you plug into your computer and it doesn't refresh at all. It's made with e-paper, which is what you'd find in a Kindle. So it looks like paper. It's got a, like a, you know, kind of a gray background and it's got kind of black ink on it, but it doesn't refresh. It's a solid steady state image so that because so now it's not flickering at you. And the research on this shows that people can tolerate that for much longer. They have better reading uh, um, uh, retention. Uh, less symptoms and things like that. So there's other things you can do so that you can still have the exposure of, of the blue light without necessarily uh, blocking it out for everything. Uh, getting into just general light sensitivity, people will have photosensitivity. They'll have trouble in, you know, just with normal ambient light. They'll find that it's too bright. So there's other research out there that shows that wearing sunglasses actually prolongs your light sensitivity. So what we've been doing with our patients is we get them to ditch their sunglasses as well. So the same thing with your blue light blockers. You may think that, oh, no, I can't do that. But as you start doing it in gradual increments, you will realize that you can. I have yet to have a patient in my 10 years of doing this ever not be able to just get rid of their sunglasses. I've had patients come in with sunglasses on, earplugs in for the first you know few weeks I'm seeing them. And every time I see them, I'm like, okay, you got to start weaning yourself off. You got to start weaning yourself off. And they're always like, no, no, I can't. I couldn't do that. I could never do that. And eventually we get them there. You just have to kind of make that jump and start exposing yourself to normal light. So light sensitivity is definitely a thing. It's a challenge, but you, the more you get used to normal ambient light, the better you will be. I'm not saying throw them in the garbage and walk away all at one shot because that'll send you for a loop. But what you do is you take them off and you get you do you know a few hours and if they get sensitive you put them back on for a few and then you take them off and but you do that so that you're gradually reducing the amount of time that you're actually uh, blocking that light so I would say in your normal everyday eyewear get rid of blue filters if you need them specifically for computer work download f.lux have blue filters for the evening time so that you're not exposing yourself to any type of blue light after about 7, 7.30. Uh, but in the morning time, you actually want to have exposure to regular either sunlight or you can get a happy light uh, that, you, that you put up on your computer. And that will really help to kind of solidify your sleep and your wakefulness, uh, help with all of those hormone productions, and I think will be really, really helpful for you. So like I said, in summary, Ditch the blue blockers for the day, have them at night, dim your household lights, switch to orange or red style uh, light bulbs in bedrooms, uh, and blue blocking eyewear after 7 p.m. So that's it for today. I have a couple of questions over here on the live. For those of you watching on YouTube, that is it. Next week is an interview with Nazig. Uh, again, who is uh, at Invisible Scar, and she is a former patient of mine, and um, I can't remember what we're going to talk about, but she had some questions and I thought, why not do another episode? So she's going to join me next Wednesday and we're going to chat about some things uh, from a patient perspective and from a clinician perspective. So join us for that. And I'm going to just answer some questions over here. So for you guys on YouTube or, or listening on the audio, uh, I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a review. Have questions about concussion management for future episodes? Submit them to our website 
Facebook, or even Instagram. See you next time.